This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I really wanted to take some time to focus on financial well-being. Now, being that there is so much fluctuation in the economy for different types of work and lines of work. We're noticing that the government has been shut down or on furlough for over a month now at the point where I'm recording this episode, which is mid-January. And, you know, there's a lot of stress that can come from having financial setbacks and financial issues in your life. And one of the things that has been really beneficial to me is having parents that both work within the financial fields. Um, I know as I was growing up, I would always be watching the stock market and even one of my nicknames growing up would be Sector V, which is one of the things that has to do with the stock market and a bunch of other nicknames spawned off of that. So finance has been a little bit of a part of my life for my entire life growing up being that both my parents worked in it and I do have a background of working in tax accounting as well. When I was in San Francisco, I worked in the financial district with a very prominent High profile, high profile CPA. So that was a wonderful experience. And um, just to, you know, meet a lot of the clients and be present with the business and learn a lot about uh, accounting and um, financial things in that realm. But, you know, for a lot of people, they don't have the benefit of having someone, a parent that works within the financial industry or, you know, a lot of schools, they give very moderate amounts of education when it comes to taking care of taxes and really understanding how to deal with your finances, how to budget appropriately and all this type of stuff. So today I just kind of wanted to do an overview of taking care of money because it is something that I really do feel like affects your ability to live as sustainably as you possibly can. And a lot of people struggle with savings. Some people are really stuck living paycheck to paycheck and they don't have another means of income. And I know um, a lot of the people that I work with in the performing arts industry, for sometimes they that may be an issue. They may have a gig that will pay them a certain amount for a while, and then they'll be kind of on the lookout for new opportunities, not really having a backup plan, or they may have to take other forms of work um, in the service industry or such, jobs like that, that will supplement their income and so they will not be homeless on the street. But starving artist is a term for a reason um, because a lot of people do struggle with this. And it's not just in the artistic community. This is in a lot of different fields of work, but there are some just baseline things you can do to prioritize your money for this coming year. So maybe you can have a little bit extra clarity on your finances and um, really uh, be prospering in the years to come 
looking into retirement and things like that in the future. For some of you, that may be very distant. For some of you, that may be very close. So, but nonetheless, it is something to always keep in mind and you want to plan ahead and not spend everything that you have and um, things of that nature. So a couple things that we want to look at is when it comes to times where you're either having fluctuations in your income, maybe you are leaving a job that is no longer serving you, you no longer resonate with a line of work that you are working in, you're wanting to start your own business and create something, you are not maybe finding the same kind of opportunities. Maybe you've been stuck in a job where you're not getting advancement opportunities and you need to move on. There are a variety of reasons that people can change their jobs. You might be moving to a different part of the country, of the world. You might want to be transitioning to an online business, creating new products. Really, the the amount of um, options in regards to this are, are pretty endless and very individually tailored. However, when the financial shifts can take place, there are ways to create a bit more balance in this. Now, I think the first thing you can do when it comes to looking at your financial picture, you can first off look at the major bills and expenses. You first off want to look at how much money is coming in from the work that you are doing or how many you know savings accounts you have and the amounts that are in those and look at the amount of debt that you have. Maybe you have student loans, car loans, uh, small business loans. You may have, um, you know, just credit card debt in general, and which can be really, really troublesome to deal with and affect your credit score and things of that nature. But you want to get clear on those figures and just writing it down or even talking with a complimentary credit counselor, which is a service that most counties offer. And there are even, um, you know, global hotlines available for that that you can call and talk to people for for free and um, they can help you adjust and look at your financial picture so that you have more clarity on it. That can be really helpful as well. Now, you want to look at the money that's coming in and you want to look at the money that's owed. So what's in the red and what's in the black. You also want to look at your bills. You want to look at how what bills are set in stone as far as things that you need to be paying on a monthly basis, your, your insurance, your car insurance, health insurance, any medical bills that are on a consistent basis. If you're using any prescriptions, what those are costing you. So you want to look at very fixed expenses and then also look into budgeting things. You want to budget how much money you're spending on things like food and gas and you know, other types of expenses if you need to be buying, you know, different materials or what have you that can be worked on. When it comes to money, if you can't afford to spend it, then you may need to earn more money before you spend that. I think one of the key lessons that was really taught to me growing up is if you don't have the money to buy something cash, then don't buy it because credit is not real money. So that's something that I was always kind of trained to use a credit card sub subtly. So that way I would have a, you know, a record of transactions, but always pay it off on time and don't have a huge amount of a balance on there. So 
you know, we look at a lot of people today and some people are like, how are these people affording things when they have super expensive cars, when they have all this lavish lifestyle and just like, but they don't make that much money or they don't work on a job that has all that. You know, sometimes people are up to their neck in bills and I'm not going to speculate about other people's lifestyles, but most of the time people who live within their means, they're, if you, just because you can buy something, it doesn't mean that you should just be like, oh, like I have X amount of dollars in the bank and this costs, you know, this much. I can buy this. It doesn't mean that you need to buy that. You know, a lot of people end up hoarding a lot of things or buying things that they really don't need and they just sit around and then they end up getting donated. So really, when you're making any type of purchase, go into situations where you have either done a bit of research around it, you thought about it for a little while, try not to make impulsive decisions about things, especially when it comes to um, large amounts of money. It's something you really want to think through and... um, Make sure it's something that will also contribute to your life, that you'll be able to have it for a long time, that you will be able to take care of whatever it is you're purchasing, um, and that you are committed to it. But don't spend money you don't have. That's one of the worst ways you can get into credit card debt. And if you are in credit card debt, there are definitely ways of fighting out of it. Um, And it can be a process, but it can absolutely be done. Now, if you are looking to do that, again, talking to a credit counselor can be very, very helpful in doing that and setting up a plan where you look at your expenses, you cut up the credit cards, you're not spending anymore, and you start paying it off. That can be a very, very important feeling, especially when it comes to feeling the relief of paying it off and just seeing the balance at zero. It can be very, very relieving. So, you know, when you are earning money, it is important to spend it sparingly and save as much as you possibly can. You know, you can't spend money that you didn't save, but you can spend money that you did save. So save money to be able to spend it, but don't spend money to just own things. You know, you want to save smart because when you have money saved, you can do things with it. You can buy nice things for yourself if you decide to do that or if you want to buy something that's nice for yourself and make a very calculated decision about it as an investment. There are ways to invest your money so that your money grows over time and that can be really, really important to do. Having correct investments is very important. One thing that you can do is saving money and you can also start your own business from that. You can be ready to go when unexpected expenses or, you know, that you need some work done on your car or something. You know, I think you can set up different accounts for different things. You can have a different savings account for vacations, a different savings account for automotive things, a different savings account for an emergency fund. And oftentimes they say, You should always have one savings account with a minimum of $1,000 in it just for emergencies and then also have another emergency account when it comes to finances for three to six months of income just in case anything comes up. So that is something definitely to work towards for most people to have that security and that way you're going to be feeling less emotional stress when it comes to money and maybe be making some better decisions when it comes to spending because you're not going to have this mindset of like, oh, well, you know, everybody is just, I just got to live for the moment and do whatever I want. 
like, no, when you make calculated decisions about things, you look to the future and you look to see, you plan ahead and your mind stays not so much in the moment in regards to making an impulsive decision, but you end up making a very calculated decision, which is better. So oftentimes, you know, you want to maximize that saving and not be spending. You should, you know, probably be saving around 30% of your money um, on a regular basis, especially when you get into your 30s and 40s and be working towards investing that because a lot of people spend the first two decades of their life learning how to make money, next two decades really learning how to maximize making money with the tools that they have learned and you know some could argue into their 50s and 60s as well people like to work however for the remainder of your life you do have a higher risk of different diseases that may come unexpected consequences you might have children you might have you know there's a lot of different variables that can come up after the 30s and the 40s so you want to be starting to invest and really have savings to invest by that time and be working towards that. Now, some of you might be thinking, oh, like, why should I save money that's not living in the moment? Like, I want to just, like, live for now. Like, I'll make more later, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, you never know what could come up. You never know what kind of financial circumstances you may face in the future. You don't know if wherever you're living could have a, you know, some type of cataclysmic disaster. You never know if you might have a family member that needs help or, you know, it's just good to have savings that way you can actually be of service with it in some way if you choose to rather than be in a position where you're like, oh, like I don't have the money to do this or that or, you know, I'm not in the prosperity because I didn't save accordingly. That's not a very co- comfortable feeling to be in, um, you know, and when it does come to finding work, if you need to find more work, there are opportunities out there. There are a lot of jobs that maybe some people wouldn't want to do that, um, you know, you can do and you can, if you really want something, you can make it happen. I do feel like, you know, in America that that is possible and the people who take that mindset on things, they will achieve things. You know, you can find ways of earning money online, working from home, taking a night job, taking a part-time job. There are things you can do to that may be below your current pay grade, but at least you'll be earning something if that's what you need to do to do that. Or you might really be pushing forward and be like, no, taking that type of an opportunity is not a good use of my time. I really want to, you know, do what I can to scrape by or whatever until I create something that is really, really authentic to me and I'll be doing so much better doing that. If you really believe that, then work really hard at it because, You know, there are a lot of entrepreneurs that are on their couch all the time and working from home and stuff and getting really distracted and not really doing a lot. And that can be, you know, at that point, you're not really being of high service to anything. You know, you're getting distracted and not staying focused on what you're really there to do. Whereas if you are working in maybe a traditional work environment, you'll be working with people that are very seasoned. They are you've been through a lot of the ups and downs. They know a lot of the different challenges that you may encounter on your own. They may have started their own business and be dealing with, you know, they may have dealt with a lot of the 
common issues that a lot of entrepreneurs deal with and you'll learn from them and get paid at the same time. So you can maximize those opportunities to your advantage and really be you know, observing what's working that way when you do decide to go out on your own and create your own thing that you have a lot of knowledge that you otherwise never would have and you might have made a lot of mistakes that you wouldn't have needed to if you had kind of humbled yourself and worked in an environment where you can learn from people that had already done what you hoped to do. So there are opportunities out there. And, you know, I think if you you can do whatever you want in this life, I really do believe that. I think you are the architect of your own destiny. You can build a successful business if you want to from almost nothing. There are plenty of people that do it and they they have a dream, they have a vision, they have a mission, and they make it happen. And I think it's really inspiring to be um, amongst a lot of people and business owners I know personally in my life that have done this and just know their story and the humble beginnings that they come from and how much good work that they do in the community. And I have to say, um, Bob at Specialty Produce, who owns Specialty Produce and, you know, being that a podcast for Specialty Produce Network, it's definitely a part of the company. You know, I know some things about his story, and it's very humbling to know where he has come from and everything that he's built into this amazing company. And I'm so blessed and grateful to be a part of it and really respect what he's gone through to make it all that it is. So it's inspiring to know people in your life that have gone through those circumstances and have had the fortitude and the the perseverance to make it all happen and um, create something really beautiful out of it that makes such an impact in a beautiful way in the community. So really, whatever you want to do, if you're a dancer and you want to go professionally with that, then work very hard at it. If you are interested in you know, becoming an amazing farmer. You can work really hard at that and do everything you can. It's just so important to work hard at whatever you do and really give it everything that you have to learn the ins and outs of it, to discipline yourself in the craft and just do your very, very best. You know, if you're choosing to work in an hourly office space or kind of like a traditional nine to five job or even multiple jobs, you know, I think it's important to have a minimum of, of 40 hours a week of income, you know, as far as like minimum wage. That way, at least you're getting something in, you know, and if you're working for yourself and it's taking you time to build that up, then be compassionate with yourself. But also, you know, you may want to seek out a part time job that allows you to fill in those gaps because, you know, we have enough time in the day to get a lot done. And a lot of people spend a lot of time on their phones or, not, you know, procrastinating or just being really lazy. This can be a pattern that people can get into if you don't take that seriously. So, you know, you want to maximize your time. You know, time is money and you can make money back, but you cannot get time back. So I think time, especially when you're young in your 20s and 30s and 40s, you know, too, it is really important to be using that time wisely as as best you can and to be continue to learn and grow in every way that you can. But, you know, working on your own for yourself, be sure that what you're doing is actually creating income, that you're not wasting time, spending time on stuff that is just stuff and it doesn't lead towards an end result where um, there's a financial bottom line that's moving forward and you're increasing that. 
if you are working, you want to be getting paid for the work that you're doing. You know, I've, I've come across this issue several times within my performing arts career where people have not paid invoices on time or they, you know, things like this happen. And you learn over the years that it can happen. And sometimes you need to walk away from those those situations and uh, take certain measures in order to um, reclaim what has been lost and you know out of respect for yourself and the work that you're doing it's important that that happens so wherever you are working make sure that the work environment circumstances are up to par legally Um, there are some workplaces that will prevent you from getting breaks or they will make you buy materials on your own that you're not supposed to or they will ask you to stick around for a little while and help with this and that and you're not getting paid for it. So make sure that the time that you are spending at work is not volunteer time that you are getting paid. That is really, really important in the large scheme of things. When it comes to investing your time, you want to be investing your time into making money if that is a focus of yours. And it's better to be making something than nothing, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship. It's good to have a side hustle. It's good to have something else going on that is helping you work towards your goals. And you can, you know, have some of that money while you're learning about, um, you know, working in another field to use that to supplement what you eventually want to do in the world and make, you know, your mark as you wish to. It's really important to not spend money in ways that also don't make you money. It is, uh, you know, customary in a lot of jobs that sometimes people have to take their clients out to lunch or they need to buy materials that relate to their work. However, if you're just going out to lunch to go out to lunch all the time and it's really unnecessary, that's not a good use of your money. Maybe you can meal prep at home. Maybe you can make some meals ahead of time or plan accordingly or find an affordable, healthy option that you can substitute for that. That way you're not spending a lot of money on food that is unnecessary. Oftentimes, meal prepping and being frugal with your Um, finances, even on a vegan diet, it is very easy to get a lot of nutrition in on a budget and do it in such a way where you are able to meal prep and be very conscious of your spending. Um, Whether you want to be eating a raw vegan diet or maybe you don't really care about being vegan at all, whatever it is, I mean, I know for me, what helps me meal prep is making smoothie bowls. And if you want to add a little bit more protein into that, you can add a protein powder, you can add greens, and then just adding a variety of fruits on top. That can be a great way to save money instead of going and getting an acai bowl or something which costs 9 to $10. You can make something far more affordable at home, bring it with you um, when you need to have a meal with you and it can be there for you or just buying fruit that's in season and a little bit maybe affordable in cost. And having that ready to go, making your own juices or smoothies at home and uh, preparing them a couple days ahead of time so that you have some options there. Even freezing some can be an option as well. Um, When it comes to having salads, you can prep a bunch of cut up veggies or cut up greens and keep those fresh and wrapped in paper towel or a um, fresh or uh, like a clean towel and keep it in a paper bag or a plastic bag. Um, depending on how fresh the greens are, that can be really helpful, especially uh, to keep them hydrated too and not going bad. So that can add a moisture barrier when it comes to keeping the greens fresh. But keeping some of that stuff ready to go and then prepping your own dressings. 
you know, um, that can be a really helpful thing when it comes to eating more plant-based and eating if you want to have like cooked foods as a meal prep, you can, you know, cook a pressure cooker with some beans or even buy canned beans if you want that convenience. But dried beans are so cheap. You can get beans, you can make a bulk amount of quinoa, brown rice, some type of grain. You can have some greens on hand, some different roasted vegetables that you can, you know, heat up the oven all at once and do that if you want to. Um, Potatoes, like steam stuff, and then just assemble it all and put whatever dressing or whatever sauce or something or half of an avocado, whatever you want to with that. And you can have a hearty protein iron filled lunch and a variety of different nutrients and that'll keep you satiated and not spending a whole lot of money on food. Um, so that's a really good thing to keep in mind. That's just one option. And also when it comes to spending money on clothes and things like that, you can look at secondhand stores if you're looking to buy a coat, something that might be gently used, um, that maybe you don't wear all the time. But, um, I think when it comes to buying new things, which, um, you know, I do buy new clothes and things, um, but I also like to look around in different types of shops and find unique items. So sometimes that can be done by thrifting, sometimes shopping online, sometimes kind of getting things altered that you already have, taking it to a seamstress and just getting a light alteration to it can make it into like a totally different piece of clothing. Um, There are ways to kind of use what you have. And so, You know, I think when you're spending money on things that would be considered a tax deduction or something that's actually helping you earn money, that can be a wiser choice and a more sustainable choice when it comes to investing in things that are going to, again, be increasing your bottom line rather than just spending money to spend money on stuff that you might just wear once and really enjoy it and keep it. Um, If it's not an investment piece, then it might be, you know, kind of a waste. You know, you want to be buying things that you really, really love, that bring you joy, and that will also be sustainable, um, you know, for your financial picture as well. You know, oftentimes wealthy people are very careful with their investments, people that are truly wealthy and not like people that come into a lot of money and don't know how to manage it and spend it all on stuff that they don't need and want to look really flashy. That's kind of considered like nouveau riche type of behavior um and you see this a lot in like hollywood where people are like really like throwing around a lot of money and stuff but people that really have like true wealth and know how to maintain wealth for generations and stuff they have some practices in place that don't really involve squandering it involves a lot of investing and it involves a lot of taking care of what you have and really growing it not you know wasting it So that way you have more for the future Um, if you want to pass it on to your family or what have you. Use it for investments, whether you want to invest in the stock market. Some people like doing that. If you want to do mutual funds, if you want to invest in a 401k, Roth IRA, or regular IRAs, you know, these are all options in regards to long-term wealth management that you can, you know, um, be looking into. You know, and kids aren't necessary if you are seeing that as a a cost. You know, kids are not necessary to have. They can be a huge expense and, and, you know, a pretty uh, consistent statistic on that is it's going to cost a minimum pretty much of a quarter million dollars to raise a child properly um, in order to 
really be able to finance a lot of the different things that they may need for their growth and education and development. So that's something you definitely want to take into consideration when you're having children as well. For those of you who are wanting to choose to do so, um, if you really feel called to have children, then then do that. But keep your financial picture in check as well because financial stress can cause family stress and then it can cause a lot of other types of things going on. So you want to make sure that that's not something that's contributing to a lack of well-being in your life. And, you know, when times are tough, really emotional tension can be taking uh, a, a toll. And finances are one of the most stressful things for most people to deal with. So it's really important to get clear about your financial picture. That way it's not bleeding into stress and other areas of your life, but also be taking care of the emotional tension in regards to communication and practices and having courtesy for other people. It's it's really important to have that in place. That way, you know, when and if times can get tough, you know, if there is a lack of income or people just have to uh, be a little bit more sparingly with how much electricity they're using, how much water they're using. It's important to go through, I think, having times where you understand what it is to have a little bit less and have a little bit um, of an ability to know what it's like when uh, times are tough because you then understand that Things can get to that place and it allows you to think, okay, well, I want to save and I want to prepare and, um, you know, if this happens again, I can prepare for it better next time type of thing. You know, it's also important to kind of going back to the family things, it's important to heal emotional damage and work as a team uh, and have the skills to do that. You know, there's a lot of podcast episodes I've done in the past that touch on these issues Uh, But it is important to have that because, you know, you need to work together when it comes to these things, whether it's a husband and wife or, you know, two partners working together on something or it could just be, um, you know, a non-marriage committed relationship. There are things that will need to be worked through. And when you have that clear, looking at the financial situation can be a little bit easier So taking care of that as a baseline prior to working through financial issues can be really, really helpful. Now, a lot of people are on their own. They don't necessarily have help from parents or things like that. And not everybody works in a job that they like. Sometimes they have to look past certain details of their work and just get through it. And that can cause a lot of stress, too. So, I mean, I think from what I kind of hear sometimes, the next generation is very media focus. They don't necessarily value working in the traditional sense or, you know, having service jobs or uh, that type of thing. They don't really value that. And they think it's kind of like, oh, that's beneath me type of thing. And, you know, like I said earlier, you can learn a lot from other professionals who have learned lessons from others. And if you want to create a successful business or, you know, entity on your own, it is important to learn from those who have done so in their life um, if you wish to do that. So I think for anybody who's listening to this that might be uh, younger or kind of looking upon um, service positions within a society as something to be frowned upon, I just really want to, you know, want to offer 
to say that, you know, to not look down and disrespect people who are, quote unquote, less important or do less important, quote unquote, work. You know, it's important not to discriminate against any type of job. You know, everyone who is working is working to make society a better place, whether it's the person who's answering the phone at the healthcare center or the doctor who works there or the person who is the janitor at the theater or the owner of the theater. You know, it's like everybody is doing the part that they can. Everybody comes from different circumstances. So don't judge yourself so harshly and don't judge others so harshly in regards to what kind of work that they do as if that puts some type of value on their life as a human being. People want to make the best life for themselves and take care of their financial situation. And I do believe that people are doing the best they can to do that to the extent that they can. But it is really important to not judge people in the process of them being on their journey because you don't know what they've been through. You don't know what they're working towards and everybody's circumstances can change. Um, You know, I know my dad, when he came to this country, he didn't really speak the English that well. He didn't speak the language that well. So he had lived in France prior to coming here. And, you know, he worked at a Denny's washing dishes on the midnight shift when he moved to America because that's the only thing that he could do. And he is a uh, very far distance from that as far as his life that he's created for himself now and for my family and um for my, you know, my mom and my brother and I. So it's, it's been very, um, good to hear his journey. I know that it inspires me to always want to create more for myself and really have respect for people that work in those positions. You know, there are times where I go out to restaurants and I might see the bus boy or something. And I'm like, you know what, that person is going to be doing something great someday. And I just have that. I hold that in my heart for them. And, um, see that for them. And that's not, it's not a situation that you have to stay stuck in for the rest of your life if you don't choose to. So, um, you know, I think another book that's really, really important is Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. That's something that I read early on in my life. And if you're looking to supplement kind of what you're already doing with something, that can be really, really great to use as well. Um, And a lot of people have the time also when it comes to looking into managing these things. It's kind of one of those things that people are kind of like, oh, I'll deal with it when I have to deal with it. I'll deal with it when, you know, the beginning of the year comes around and i got to get my taxes in order and all this kind of stuff. Or I'll file an extension or I'll just have my CPA take care of it or whatever. You know, uh, it's something that a lot of people push off, but it is something that if you have, everybody has time. It really is just whether you want to do it or not, if you want to get clear about it or not. You know, people do what they want to do. So if you want it bad enough, you'll make it happen. So kind of just to run down the, um, you know, overview of stuff, I think when it comes down to dealing with finances, planning ahead, planning accordingly, planning for changes that may happen, it's important first off to be doing what you can to be making money, whether that's taking Um, you know, a job that you may not feel so great about or really pushing yourself to create something new, be in the process of earning money, giving back to society in some way and being um, active in that way to begin with. The next thing you really want to do is to budget and save. You want to put a budget, put some structure in place for yourself, put some boundaries in place when it comes to different structuring. And um, I know there are different uh, accounts or banks 
that allow you to set limits on your spending on a monthly basis when it comes to certain categories, which is pretty cool, um, and have different savings goals that you can actually put into their system and um, align your finances that way. But you can also do that with external services or just on your own um, as well. You know, the next thing is if you have student loans, you have credit card debt or any other types of loans collecting interest, you want to get that paid off as soon as possible because as long as it creates interest, that's money out of your pocket. So you don't want to be spending money, especially on credit cards that you don't even have when you already have a loan that is collecting interest. You know, it's not going to be the the couple thousand dollars or the 10,000 or the 20 or the 40,000 that it initially was, it's going to be growing and increasing. So the more money you want to get that basically paid off as soon as possible. Cause if you not, if you don't, it's just going to keep growing. And once you have those things taken care of and you're, you know, have some savings that you're working towards, you have a thousand dollars emergency fund minimum, um, which can always be more if you want to make it more, but I think that's just a good baseline to have three to six months of income saved up, have a budgets in place, have your own personal savings account, obviously, that you're growing, have some money set aside for things that you'd like to invest in, vacations, frivolous stuff, have separate accounts from that. Don't just have one account where you're like, oh, I got so much money to spend. It's like separate it out so it really, I don't know, kind of doesn't feel like that much, I guess. Um, and you feel like you have different areas taken care of. Also, automotive is super important. Different home expenses, whatever type of things that you see yourself having unexpected expenses for in your life, set up an account for it separately that you put money in aside for and you plan ahead for. That way, when that comes up and you want to buy maybe some new furniture, you want to do home improvements or whatever, that'll be an option for you um, at that time. But, you know, really when it gets into investing, you can you really want to invest in ways that are going to make your money grow. There are very simple options to do this. And this gets, you know, more advanced um, as your financial picture changes as you get older and you might have more to work with or you might be having different goals than you did when you were younger. So that's why I think working with someone who is a financial professional or seeking outside help for someone who may know your situation can be really beneficial. You know, you can invest in things like mutual funds, stocks and bonds. You can even invest in real estate or property um, or invest into a business, which you can invest your time in to make profitable. So there are a bunch of different options when it comes to those types of things. And whatever your savings goals are or your budget is, there are very reasonable options for whatever your situation may be. So, you know, being that the government has been shut down or closed for nearly one month at this point, it is kind of stressful for people to be dealing with this. And it is just an example that, you know, times can change for people and you never know what's going to happen. So just kind of taking that bit of current news into account, it is important to uh, take care of your financial picture. Um, we never know what to expect. So, you know, uh, economy can be really great sometimes, really low sometimes. You want to make consistent decisions that are going to be looking into a long-term care of yourself and your life. That way you can be living really your best life and um, making it a really remarkable and special life for yourself that you feel good about and you're not stressed and having these things that are taxing your relationships and relationships to money, to other people, to 
objects and things, um, which are arguably, you know, unnecessary at times, you know, when it comes to certain things. But um, I think also it it's it's important to keep in mind that you may want to change jobs in the future. You might want to go down a different path. You might be walking away from a negative one and going towards a more positive one. And it's important to always prepare for the future. So regardless of whatever your financial picture looks like right now, there are a lot of ways to get help for yourself. Um, Again, credit counseling is something you can definitely look into. You can Google it. You can um, find and different services of people that can help you with that. There's always help, you know, for whatever your circumstance is. So just invest the time to figure out what you can do and just have faith in yourself that regardless of whatever your financial picture looks like right now, you're capable of creating a lot of financial well-being in your life. Thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential.